Hey, Mark. Hey, Katie. Hey, you want to do a podcast? Yeah. Sweet. Okay. <laughs> Welcome to the Unforget Yourself Show, where we use the power of woo and the proof of science to help you identify your blind spots, get over your own bullshit, <gasps> so that you can do the fucking thing you actually want to do. Absolutely. I'm Mark. And I'm Katie. And we're the founders of Unforget Yourself and the creators of the Unforget Yourself system. Look, being a business owner is tough. Yeah. With vulnerability and with humor, mm-hmm. we'll be sharing with you the real stories behind the success of those brave and crazy enough to start their own business and to show you that you're not alone. You're not. Well, from the accidental entrepreneur to the laser-focused CEO, we have honest conversations about how they got to where they are today. We talk about the challenges that they faced and what they're currently dealing with in real time on their roller coaster journey. Along the way, we want to show you that it's, it's you. You are the most important asset in your business. Yeah, you are. So let's cut the bullshit and start the show. Enjoy. Okay. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show. So today we have with us Aurelie Aver, a love coach, NLP practitioner, relationship master coach, and she teaches the French art of seduction. Hey, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me, Mark. Oh, you're so welcome. So can you please expand a bit more on that and tell everyone at home, you know, what kind of clients you love working with, what results you get and where your business is today? Absolutely. Um, so I'm from the country of love, right? <laughs> and I'm a sucker for romance. Uh, so I just love to bring people together and help them find their next love story. So I essentially work with single people, men and women, and I take them on a journey exploring what's been stopping them so far from meeting someone. Um, and I absolutely help them organically because when you love the, yourself, and that's where we start from, uh, you attract good things including a partner. So that's the, the whole work we, we do. Um, and, and as I say, uh, the French art of seduction is about creating deep and meaningful, honest and authentic and passionate romantic relationships and totally achieve that. Like most of the time by the fourth or fifth session, uh, my clients just literally attract um, their partner. So I, ju- I just love love and I love what I do. <laughs> oh, fantastic. So when your clients come to you, what kind of state are they in? What are they looking for? Do they know where their their blocks are, or are, is it like a blank canvas? Just help me, please. Yeah, so I must say that there's two scenarios. So you've got those who've been forever single. Uh, they might have had one, a, a couple of long relationships, but most of the time, like they've been single for seven years and they had like two or three months relationships. In the meantime, it's never working. There's never anyone that's meeting the criteria and things like that or you've got the people who have been in relationship for 20 years and they recently divorced and they're like who am I where do I even start like the dating scene is so different now mm. um in, in both scenarios coming back to basic is that what do you want and most of the time people will share what they don't want I say well that's why you get what you don't want because that's where you put your focus and energy <laughs> so let's get back to what do you want? What makes you um, shine? What makes you look happy uh, and, and work on that? And um, yeah, it's a, it, it's pretty magical world. It's a, for those who are um, familiar with quantum physics, it's quantum physics one-on-one, one-on-one. It's like, it's that. <laughs> nice. Oh, you just mentioned there, it's the ability to, that we focus on what we don't want. Um, don't you find that it's, it's, sometimes it's hard to actually focus on what you do want it's so easy to say i don't want that i don't want this 
But when you say what you actually do want, it's it's kind of tricky sometimes. Do you find that with with your clients that you have to really bring it out of them? There's often a um, oh, can't find a word, but like a a discrepancy, let's say, between the conscious and the unconscious. So consciously, they say, "Yes, I want a partner. Um, mm. I'm ready." But all their action, all their all this, uh, what they say says the opposite. Mm. And uh, so my job is actually to pick on that and say, "Hey, you say you want a partner, but why don't you put yourself out there? Uh, why is everyone so bad? Are you that good?" <laughs> uh, there's so so many layers to it um but yeah it's bringing them to the awareness that what they're telling themselves is, is a mantra is what they're familiar with and what feels comfortable where mm. their happiness is outside of their comfort zone is where they haven't explored yet but otherwise they would already have found it um so so yeah bringing some perspective to where they're at so that they can actually go where they want to go nice so the first step is with themselves the first step is always love yourself understand yourself understand what it is you're truly truly looking for else it's all external validation and that's never gonna last long is it no never and uh and self-love a lot of people confuse it with oh i'm having a bath you know and i'm eating the chocolate cake so that's self-love I said, no <laughs> it's not <laughs> uh the, the simplest way to to see it is um to think what would you want to do how would you behave for a partner? What would you expect a partner to do for you and do it for yourself? Fill up your cup first. And when your cup is full and overflows, then, uh, you know, you get the ripple effects. Mm. Um, so, yeah, self-love always first. You, you can't ask for someone to love you if you don't love yourself. Like, really, like, why should someone love you if you don't love yourself? Like, why? Um, so, yeah, start with yourself always. So, so with that, so the step one, the self-love, what maybe false beliefs, what patterns of behavior or what stories do you find that consistently come up with, with your clients that, you know, that's always pretty much like level one. This is where we have to go to. That's what we have to you know, reprogram or, or tweak in their mind. Um, there's a lot of beliefs around um circumstances so they wouldn't they won't take responsibility for themselves they won't take ownership of the situation so mm -hmm. it's men are pigs women are sluts like what, what kind of beliefs and it, actually um on the back of that last year i did a little research when i interviewed single people here in australia and uh to to actually because the women had a lot of thoughts about what men were thinking and wanted and mm -hmm. doing that it was pretty amazing because i didn't believe uh, like you know uh, like men are um, intimidated by women's success and things like that so so I, w I went to ask the men and said well what do you actually think I want to know um, and, and in the end both men and women want the same thing they want to be seen they want to be heard they want to be respected accepted that's all they want then they say it in a different way and shows up in different ways but um, that's essentially at the core of it um, and all the, those beliefs about you know external circumstances are just that the beliefs it's the story you're telling yourself with the same set of circumstances you could say a completely different story and get a completely different outcome yeah yeah 
And what, where do you find these these beliefs come from? Is it through experience they've had, which then tarnish their view of the opposite sex or of relationships? Is it through um, the media and films and glorifying things that are outside of reach? What, what is that? Where does it come from? All of it, but it starts in childhood. You know, we we learn from our environment and whatever you were exposed to, the way your parents behaved, it's as much what they say as how they behave towards each other uh, will shape your beliefs because that's until seven years old um, that you shape most of your beliefs and then you just recreate, reproduce that same pattern over and over until you decide to break it if it's not helpful. Mm. Um, so how you see your parents behave or your grandparents behave, like in my family, there hasn't been any divorce. So far, so I have this belief that, yeah, that a long love story is a thing. Uh, and, you know, but I saw them work at it and I saw, you know, the result of it, where some people who might have grown up in a divorced environment, uh, depending on how the parents behave towards each other, uh, might think, oh, it's actually dangerous to, to get with someone because there might be a breakup and then everybody suffers. Mm. Um, so really the first uh, thing that shapes your belief is, the environment you grew up in and then your experience so your first your first loves and how it went um obviously we will give you the next insights and pop culture so all the rom-coms and all that where you only get like like an hour of the whole story and which is all completely fabricated so um yeah the Cinderella and, and all these either don't help, like they form the psyche from a very young age. And, and uh, it's very, like, if you look at these, these um, fairy tales, they're very disempowering, both for men and women. So that's pretty, pretty scary. Uh, just... So with, with this, this plethora of um, influences going around and, and, and becoming programmed into your brain is where where's your job is it to extract this awareness to your clients do they know it coming into it what that is but they just need help to get over it or are they not even aware and it's your job to kind of dive in and be like oh what what have you got in there what beliefs what experiences and then you start to put together well of course you feel that way because here is here is what's what's controlling you without you even knowing it yeah, most of the time they have no idea what patterns they're running. So I'm really here to bring awareness to their patterns. So I'm here to ask really good questions. <laughs> uh, I'm not telling them what to do. I'm not a counselor, uh, but I might question, um, well, why do you say, why did you say this? Why did you think that? Do you think everyone is like that? So that's a generalization. So I'm a neurolinguistic programming practitioner. So I'm mm -hmm. really big on language. Um, so language where, that you use internally, but externally as well. The language being words, which is only 7% of communication, but also your body language and the tone of your voice, which are a bigger part of, of um, our self-expression. Um, and so sometimes someone might say, I totally believe it. Like you can see my head is shaking in the wrong direction. <laughs> well, or, or no, I'm not angry. Like, do you believe the words or what? I, or the tone of my voice? So I'm yeah. really picking on these different signals to, to um, uh, understand the patterns they're using, how they, they create their uh, reality, how they perceive and create their own reality. And uh, sometimes just by awareness of that, they might, you know, shift and change things and other times we might do some bigger processes or exercises to to support that shift 
Nice. Thank you for sharing. So let's let's dive into your business. So how how did you start this in the first place? Let us know how you how you built your business to where it is today. So, so I, I grew up in an entrepreneurial family. My parents were entrepreneurs. Eight of my uncles and aunties are entrepreneurs. So for me, since a young age, I've been very creative, full of ideas. I thought I knew one day I'd have my own business. I just didn't know what because I'm too curious and I'm interested in everything. Changed my mind all the time. Um, but uh, seven years ago, after a breakup, um, I dove into personal development. So I went to lots of personal development seminars, eventually became a coach. And so the impact it not only had on my life but also on the people I was coaching obviously and I tried to make it uh, to start slow as a side business um, but being me and being all in or all out uh, I had those cycles of right I ditched a job and I'm in the business and then I'm oh all my in. Gosh, go <laughs> yeah <laughs> and then oh my gosh I can't pay rent I have to take another job and I've cycled that a few times um, until last year well, I definitely quit my job and gave myself the, the best chances by surrounding myself with, you know, other entrepreneurs, uh, mm. by uh, coaches, like people who could really support my growth and really inspire me when I'm down to, to get back up and, and to, to, yeah, not, not give up. Not that I gave up before, but I, I would go back to a job. Now, somewhere in my mind now, it's like, no, it's not an option. <laughs> We'll explore nice. every other possibility before uh, we ever have to do that again. I love that. So the, the first iteration was that cycle of you, you're trying to do it, you're half in, but but then had to get another job and it wasn't quite working. I love the, the synergy between what you do as a love coach and your business to start with. You weren't all in. You weren't really saying, yes, I want you. And the business, if we personify it, felt that and was like oh, I don't think you really want me so there's that kind of that play I love seeing these 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 patterns come into play so once you realized you know what business I love you I'm in let's do this that's when you saw a shift yeah so true it feels like all warm in my heart <laughs> oh I love it that's a great, great analogy yes. yeah <laughs> So tell me about that. So you you went all in. You surround yourself with other entrepreneurs, with coaches, with mentors, um, probably took courses. You did all the things to be able to give yourself all the information that you need to be what the coach you are today, the business owner, because those are two very different things. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think the most important thing is I backed myself. I think before that I did a lot of courses. I did watch a lot of YouTube videos to figure out how to make a website and this and that. Um, <laughs> but not trusting myself to take the steps or hoping someone would save me or hold my hand through the process. Mm. Um but last year I was like, you know what? If I fall flat on my face, I fall flat on my face. But then I learned how to get up. So uh, let's do it. And um, that was the biggest growth I've ever had last year. Uh, I think I've really um, strengthened my skills as a coach, as a love coach, because before that it was life coaching in general. I didn't really know who I wanted to work with. Um, mm. But last year really became super clear. And that was, you know, clarity comes from action, not from thinking and thinking and overthinking. So I, I kept taking action and evaluating what worked, what didn't work and what do I want to do different. And uh, 
coming now to a place where I feel confident in my skills, I know who I'm talking to and how to talk to them. Um, and, and yeah, getting great results. Now, I still have to figure out a little bit the business side of it. <laughs> still a junior business, um, but, uh, but getting there. And I know I, I have the right support system now. So Super. Yeah. So when you went through that iteration of becoming a life coach and then finding through your experience that you wanted to niche down with, mm, it's a love coach. It's that area that I want to really focus on. How did you make that shift? What was it that, that was screaming to you? <laughs> so it was actually, so that's an interesting story. Uh, so that was the New Year's Eve. And I was like, right, I have enough to be single. Let's do something about it. And so I wrote a list as if I was the client. So I said, what's not working? Everything. And then I said, okay, if I'm coaching that woman, what am I telling her? And so I start questioning my own thoughts and, and obviously created a shift because my fantasy to that point, so I live two minutes from the beach, I go swimming for sunrise every morning. And so my fantasy was, I'm going to go one day and there's going to be this surfer guy coming slow motion, like in Baywatch running towards me and say, Hey, I see you every morning. Here's my number. And that thing happened the next day, pretty much. <laughs> so I'm like, Whoa, that's freaky. Um, so a few other synchronicities happened after that. So I was like, okay, so if I can, I can, I'd love to teach what I need to learn the most. And that was around relationships. So by focusing mm. on me and learning through experience and reading all the books and, you know, I, I already was ahead of a lot of people who haven't done the work, um, plus the tools, the coaching tools that I had. Um, and and I, I just realized, I just allowed myself also to have fun. Uh, nice. I think before that I was really pushing the business to make money, make money for me. <laughs> Yeah, uh, but lost lost the joy of doing it. Yeah, so if you're slightly out of alignment with your business, it's it is just a job. It is yes. it can be tough, and that's where you know burnout lives on the other side, just because mm. it's it's not enjoyment anymore. And it sounds like through your organic natural journey, you hit the point of you had your personal reasons for it. You had all these skills, all this the, the platform. And you can then refine and focus to, okay, love, relationships, communication. And you, you were your own first real big clients. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's definitely what I did. Um, and, and yeah, and it evolves all the time as well. You know, like I started with relationship and I'm like, oh, hmm. who can I serve best? Um, and at first I wanted to work with women of corporate because I had been running women's circles years before. So I had a community to tap into. Um, and I thought that would be easy because of that. But yeah, taking the easy road always ends up being the hardest one. <laughs> well, you think it's going to be easy, but you don't know yeah. how hard it's going to be, right? Yeah. Um, and so that took me on that journey of, you know, interviewing men, women, and then in those conversations, there were also uh, things, things said about how Europeans and French people behave around relationships, which, which is very different from the Anglo-Australian way. Um, a lot of French people struggle here <laughs> to meet someone in Australia. So that was, yeah, it's just, um, I just keep having conversations with people and that nourishes me and that nourishes the business and that every time I get more and more clarity 
on what it is I do. And that's how I came up with my own process, the French art of seduction and yeah, the, the steps I take my clients through um, to get the nice. results they want. Super. I love that. So where's your business going now? So we've heard your story of how you evolved very, a very personal story. Thank you for sharing. Where is it going now? So how far are you into this, this evolution and what's next? So this year I'm exploring doing some matchmaking and in complete honesty, that's more of a lead magnet thing, because as I said before, when people are aligned with themselves, they naturally attract people. But a lot of people don't understand that they want an immediate result and they, you know, give me my person. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, well, jump on the list, but we're going to do the work first and eventually maybe I'll introduce them to someone. Um, but we'll start with the coaching for sure. Um, so that's a, that's a little bit of a branching of what I'm already doing. Um, but there's definitely a needed demand for that because I just posted something on Facebook the other day and I'm, I got swamped with messages. I'm like, wow, people do want love, but they don't want to use the apps. Even though at the moment there's this common belief that that's the only way. I'm like, well, how mm. did we do before the apps? How did we do before Facebook and all that? Um, so coming back to basics. But yeah, for the business this year, it's really a consolidating the business side of it. I think last year was really strong on... Um, I'm getting clarity on who I am, my skills, who I help. Mm -hmm. um, and this year is really uh, more systems and processes. It doesn't sound very glamorous, but uh, it's needed yeah. to, to be able to grow um, in the long term, I think. So, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. For any business to flourish, we have to have businesses, processes, systems, all these good things in place because it's kind of the point. It's like the business has to grow up as relationships grow up you need these things in place so um this is your year of, of growth and what about teams are you looking at teams to bring on how do you see your business starting to to build um i think there's some tasks i'm not particularly in love with and i'd love to delegate <laughs> what are they? Uh, uh, marketing like uh, or social media more, more particularly uh. like uh, i know my topic i love my topic but i'm i'm not passionate about writing anything <laughs> uh, and posting everywhere anytime but so yeah a bit of help with that and I think I'll, I'll get a VA for that to start with um, and for now like all the you know the financial or the website or things like that would be contracting uh, rather than having internal team at this point mm. yeah nice and so what what scares you about this coming year what fills you with maybe it was fear or just nerves about where it's going um i feel silly saying it uh it, i'm scared it's it's gonna work <laughs> and 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 um that i can't answer to the demand or not to the level yeah. that i want um and i'm, I'm quite aware of my perfectionist trait yeah <laughs> uh so i need to let go of a bit of that um yeah, hey, I'm, look, look, I'm, stick I'm with that for a second because that is. Thank you for for sharing because that is you said it. It sounds silly, and a lot of people don't you know, verbalize this that fear of success. What what if I do get all these clients? How can I serve them? What next? It seems like as entrepreneurs, we're always bouncing from one fear to another to another. Can I get enough clients? Can I raise enough money? Oh, how do I fuel my team? How do I fulfill all these clients? It seems like we're 
just trying to find the next fear, the next doubt. Um, so with you sharing that, it's yeah, beautifully put. And I think everyone at home is probably nodding along saying, yep, yep, I feel that, I feel that. And I think I think that challenge is what makes allows us to grow, you know, like if you're not going anywhere, well, <laughs> you're going nowhere. Uh, so having that in mind allows me then to, okay, step back and say, well, mm. what's the smallest step I can take? to to get there but yeah the first thing is like oh my god <laughs> well as you said if you if you post and you get all this response back the people who are seem to be i mean yeah post covid post lockdown everyone is screaming for connection i mean luckily mm. we've got zoom we've got so many digital platforms but and we've now been given the freedom to to go out again so it's we have a, all these different avenues maybe that's a bit overwhelming to be like what how do I use it? What do I use it for? How do I do this, right? Well, what's, what's interesting actually with the, this new era is that people are so disconnected that they don't know how to communicate with each other. And they allow themselves, because they're behind, hiding behind the screen essentially with an app or whatever, um, they, write, they allow themselves to write things or comment on things that they would never do if they had the person in front of them. They would say mm. things or behave certain ways, like ghosting and stuff like that. I'm like, would you do that if you like if you met the person in person? Um, and most of the time they wouldn't. But yeah, the, this disconnection there that there's a person actually behind the other screen who's receiving that with their own emotions. And, and because we hide behind words but again like without the tone or the body language like the same sentence can be read in so many ways so if I'm happy today I'm probably going to take whatever comment in a positive way but if I'm down the drain whatever you say I'm going to take negatively so it's yeah it's very skewed very complicated mm. and so where does that give you pause or where does that give you excitement to oh look at all these different ways that you can utilize for your business to gain that growth? Hmm. Can you rephrase for me, please? <laughs> yeah, with, with the way your business is going, you've got all these digital yeah. connections, all these yes. apps, all these different methods, plus having to help people come back to yeah real life we picked up habits and traits i mean it was a, a couple of years but we've been conditioned again you said it was from childhood to start with but now we've been conditioned again to, and we picked up all these habits which aren't going to go in a heartbeat so it's a, a sort of blessing and a curse all these platforms and technology that you've got at your fingertips to help serve and also yeah. help them overcome the the patterns or the fears or the, the bad behaviors yeah um well that's really re-educating people in a way. I think well now the thing is people tend to come to a coach when they hit a crisis right when everything's mm -hmm. right they don't question they don't try anything yeah but they they come to me when you know the woman turns 40 and she wants children she hasn't met someone or there's a divorce or something like that so they, and that's only then that they're open to new suggestions or to learn new ways um mm -hmm. for that you know the what's the point? I'm going to put my money and energy somewhere else. Um, so 
yeah, like they've explored the digital tools for a couple of years, three years, and, and now they're like, oh, it's not working. So what's next? What can I try? And that's where my opportunity is. Like, okay, well, she's offering something different. So let's try that. Um, now, although I meet my people mostly online, um, then the, the product of my product is very real and tangible is go and meet people <laughs> and be a real person. Uh, and as weird as it sounds, it's, uh, it's refreshing for people to be yeah. real. Um, because they, I think they were before as well, but even, it's even more obvious online, they're hiding, they're, they're pretending to be someone else, pretending to have a different life. You, you, most people only post when they go well on social media, they won't post, oh my God. And when they do, they might even get not so good feedback. So then they stop doing it. Um, so yeah, the online life is not real life. And um, all my work is to, to encourage people to live a real life, mm. um, reconnect to their body, reconnect to their emotions, um, try new things. Uh, that's not in their head, but in the physical life. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Do you, so from what you're saying there, do you wish people would come to you maybe a couple of steps before they need you? So rather than your clients needing you and reaching out, there is a there's a long gap between trying, trying, trying and being at that last chance saloon or feeling like, oh, I, I need help. I'm in crisis. Yeah, well, people live it like, I don't know, they I have a few clients, divorce clients who said, oh, I wish I'd known you before. I'm like, well, <laughs> but <if laughs> I've always been here. <laughs> I've always been here. So if if they'd known, if I'd been around before, would they would they have ticked that they actually needed me, or would they have mm. they have continued to do what they do because you know they keep thinking what they aren't thinking, they're trying to find solutions with their broken systems. Yeah. Um, so so yeah, it's only when they feel like they've tried everything that they're like, well, I've got to try something different, and it's, yeah, usually when it's it's never too late to learn and grow. Um, and maybe they needed that lesson. Maybe they needed the divorce. Maybe they needed to feel so lonely that eventually they're like, well, obviously what I'm doing is not working. Mm. Um, maybe that's part. Of, that's definitely part of the journey of the the learning curve. Is the, awareness is always the first step. And yeah. Um, yeah super well hey thank you so much for sharing your personal journey and i hope more people reach out to you as they need you as they really want you and find you at the right time so with that in mind if if people yeah resonate with your story want to hear more where can they find you thank you so much first of all and i'd love to connect with as many people because we need to spread the love i tell you what i'm so passionate i, I can't stop talking about it all day everywhere um so if you want to connect with me just check out my website it's aurelierv.com and you'll find all my social media and all these things uh, <laughs> um where i share yeah i share tips oh and if you want to join my uh Friday love letters every Friday I send a love letter to people to inspire them to bring more love into their life and um, I know people love my love letters <laughs> so I jump on that super stuff well already thank you so so much for sharing thank you for your time it's an absolute pleasure for me too thank you so much Mark it was such a great time you're welcome 
Hey, Katie. Yeah, Mark? Want to do an outro? I sure do. Sweet. Hey, thank you so, so much for listening and making it to the end. Yay, you. So what happens next? Uh, we ask them the things that podcasters are supposed to ask at the end of an episode. Can you please rate, review, download? Subscribe. Mm. Yeah. But why is it important? Because that's how our podcast gets noticed. That's how people find us. It is, and we want all their earballs. <laughs> all the earballs all over the place. We do. Nice. Yeah, so please do all those things. We'll be ever so grateful. And then more people hear your beautiful voice. Or yours. Oh, yeah. <laughs> See you next time. Bye.